The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, everybody. To me, Ryan Wilson, joined by John Breach. Will Brinson is still celebrating Memorial Day as we sit here. John, uh, his Memorial Day celebrations included a clogged sink. How's that going? Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about it. It's a sensitive, sensitive issue. We cannot wash dishes. Been eating off paper plates. Up is down. Left is right. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where you don't want your kitchen sink clogged over a holiday weekend. Let me just tell you that. Yeah, but those things always seem to happen when no one is working. Uh, our heat went out once over, I don't know if it's Thanksgiving or something, but it, it got to be 45 degrees in our house. That's pretty Boy. cold. So uh, I'm glad you're getting your situation settled here. Um, clogged sink feels like a perfect metaphor for the NFC East in terms of, uh, All you know, not one of the great, great, the best divisions in the NFL. Maybe that changes. I don't think so. But uh, we're going to talk NFC East win totals today. And uh, let's start with the old Cowboys. So you did, you do this every summer. You go out and, and measure on foot how many miles each NFL team has to travel. You just got back, so you're exhausted. Um, surprisingly, let's see here. Can you remember off the top of your head which NFL East team travels the most of, of the four? Who travels the most? Yeah, do you know? Are you look, uh, Don't cheat. No, it's not. It's either the Cowboys or it's the Giants. It's the Giants. It is the Giants. They travel 20,614 miles, 22 time zones. Um, but we're going to start with the Cowboys, who are second on this list in terms of NFC East travel at 19,566. 14 time zones, six fewer time zones, or eight fewer time zones. But the Cowboys. So last year, the Cowboys were pretty good until the very end, where Mike McCarthy is still trying to justify that that third and forever sneak from Dak Prescott that cost them the playoff, a chance to, to, to win that playoff game. My God. All right, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see on, on, the, on the screen, Debo has put up the schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. I've gone through the schedule. Also, Breach, first impressions. The start is incredibly difficult. Buccaneers, Cincinnati. Um, what do you think this team ends up doing? Uh, over the course uh, of 17 games, 18 weeks. And just so just so we're, we're on the same page here, Cowboys have added Dante Fowler uh, from Atlanta. I mean, they, they had to replace Randy Gregory. I don't know if that's going to be a huge replacement, but that, that's a, a body. James Washington from the Steelers is a wide receiver. They lost to Mari Cooper. Lyle Collins went to some team in the AFC North. We mentioned Randy Gregory's gone to Denver. 
Cedric Wilson's son with the Dolphins. Uh, your guy, Greg Zerline, is now with the Jets. I didn't know that. And they've lost several other players on defense, and then they have also lost Blake Jarwin, the tight end. So this team, I don't know if they're better on paper than they were four months ago, but uh, they're still the favorites in that division. So uh, where do you add on them? Well, I mean, when I look at the Cowboys, they won the division by three games. So even if they're just stagnant and they didn't improve, they're not better, they're not worse than they were last year. They're just even. I feel like all the other teams in the NFC East got better, but did they make up a three-game gap? Did the Eagles make up a three-game gap? Did, did, did the Commanders make up a five-game gap? It just doesn't feel like they did. And I think one reason the Cowboys were so good last year is because they went 6-0 in the division. You look at that 12-5 and record, it's a little misleading because outside the NFC East, they only went 6-5. and They were an average football team outside the NFC East. But look, Dak Prescott has been dominating the NFC East for so long that when I'm trying to decide, hey, are the Cowboys going to go over their over-under? Uh, how are they going to do in the division? Because for me, that's going to be the big part of whether or not they can hit this over 10 and a half. I think they go probably five and one in this division. They went six and oh last year. Uh, that would be taking one step back. Maybe they lose one to the Eagles. Uh, but if they go five and one, then guess what? They only have to go six and five to hit that over. And I see no reason why they can't do that with this schedule. I mean, it's pretty brutal to start with the Buccaneers and Bengals right out of the gate, but both those games are at home. We saw them almost beat the Buccaneers on the road in the NFL opener last year when Dak Prescott hadn't played an actual game in months because he was coming off that devastating injury, uh, and they still almost pulled the upset. But then they get to play uh, the NFC North. So you have consecutive games against the Lions and Bears in October. Those feel like very winnable games. In December, they have consecutive games against Houston and Jacksonville. Again, those feel like very winnable games and so uh let's just say one of those teams upsets the, the cowboys you go three and one in those four games and and five and one in the division and you're pretty pretty well set to be hitting that over so uh just going through this cowboys schedule i think right now and obviously things can change between now and september when the season starts i have them going 11 and 6 which would make them hit the over under of 10 and a half the over I like what you're saying, and I disagree. Thing is, I, I just went through all the schedules in the, in the uh, NFC East, and I had them going five and one in the division, which is what you just alluded to. All right, so we're on the same page there. Let's see where but it falls apart. It falls apart in weeks one and two. Okay, those are losses to the Buccaneers and, and Bengals. Uh, they beat the Giants. They beat the Commanders. I have them losing at LA, and then to the Rams, and then at Philly. That's that's possible, right? Yeah, that's their one division loss. So you don't see when I picked the division record, so I don't even have to pay attention to that on the schedule. Like I don't think about those games. If that okay, makes sense. I'm just going through schedule. So yeah, I'll skip the division games. So Detroit, Chicago, feel like wins. You have their bye. Then they lose back to back coming out of the bye to Green Bay and Minnesota on the road. Uh, they lose to the Colts at home. That game could go either way. So that's ten wins if you want to give it to them. Um, Texans win. Then, then they they win all the way. The only loss on the the rest of the way out is at Tennessee on a Thursday night, um, eight fifteen start, and that's that's nine wins. So I gave him an extra win. If I gave him that Minnesota win in week eleven, that gets you to ten. And if they beat the Colts, that's eleven, which is what you said. So those are two winnable games. 
Um, and then the tough games, the Bucks, the Bengals, the Rams, uh, outside of the division, if they find a way to win those games, that certainly also helps their cause. But my biggest concern, as always, is your boy Mike McCarthy and, and how he ends up coaching things up here. Um, at all concerned by the 19,000 miles of travel, which compared to the Eagles and and, and uh, Commanders is 6,000 miles more than those two teams travel. Is that a lot, a lot or a little? Uh, you know, the middle of the road teams, because the Cowboys overall rank uh, 13th in travel. Okay. And so the middle of the road teams don't like, I don't see it as a huge issue. I see it more of an issue for the bottom. The bottom teams get a huge advantage. The top teams, big disadvantage. But, every, you know, everyone that's traveling between like 12 and 20,000 miles, it all feels the same, especially for the Cowboys, because you're located in the middle of the country. You don't really have any long flights. The reason your number is so high is because, you know, you have to go a thousand miles to play any game, but they're used to that. Their, their closest divisional game is Philadelphia or Washington, whichever one of those games is geographically closer. So, you know, this is a team that has to travel every year because they're in the NFC East when they're located uh, not in the eastern portion of the country. So that, is. the Cowboys are one team. I don't really that that doesn't really factor into how I think they're going to play. It is pretty remarkable as I look through this list, and I think I'm looking at a list um, that came out before you did your story, so the mileage might be off by a little bit, but I think yours probably isn't much different than what I'm reading here. The, the Dolphins travel the fourth most at 25,000 miles and change, and they're in the same division as the Bills who travel 13,000, 39 in terms of mileage, and they rank 23rd or so. That's a huge disadvantage if you're the Dolphins because usually the division – are pretty closely together. Like the Seahawks are up there. Denver's in the, in the AFC West, obviously, but they're sort of a, a West Westish coast team. Um, the 49ers are in there. The Cardinals and the Rams are up there somewhere, aren't they? Where are the Rams? No, the Rams are actually pretty low this year. Oh, they're pretty low. They What's have, going on? They have 10 home games. Oh, so that's also they, a benefit. Well, they have the road game against the Chargers, which is in L.A., so they have 10 games where they don't have to travel, so they don't have to travel for seven games. So the Rams okay. are like, this is the first time in years the Rams have been Ooh. below 20,000, and they're Crazy. at under 15,000. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know, how, is there a situation where Seattle would not win this title every year? Because have they ever not won it since you've been doing it? Well, I'm doing it right now, and the list you're looking at uh, is incorrect. The Buccaneers have the most travel miles this year because that list came out before the schedule was released. So it didn't take into account uh, oh, back road. No, it took into account London, Germany it did not take into account back to back road games. Um, so what like, is that? Why does that change anything? Well, for instance, you mentioned the dolphins, um, the dolphins in December and week 13 play at the 49ers and at the Chargers. They're not going to fly home after that trip to San Francisco. They're going to tr- stay out west coast of California, fly down to L.A. and play that game against the Chargers. Right. So that, that shaves off a full 3,000 miles a- off the total that you're looking at. Um, Unless they go to Hawaii for the week to practice. I mean, they could do that. And actually, that would be a great way to build team camaraderie. And then if they won that next game, everyone would do that. Their west coast road trip, road trip would include a trip to Hawaii. Um, but yeah, so that that guy that tallied the miles before the schedule came out didn't obviously factor to that because he didn't know what the schedule was going to be. Uh, and so those you had six teams that had uh, these back to back road trips. The Seahawks were one of them. 
Um, the Falcons will go to the West Coast for two weeks. There's several teams. The Patriots. The Patriots have a Sunday game and then a Saturday game. They play the Raiders on a Saturday and the Cardinals on a Sunday. And so they don't have a six-day break, so they're obviously going to stay out there. Um, so there's just, yeah. So you got to take all that into account when you're factoring. So that, that is how Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have the most travel miles this year. Fun fact, Wilson. There you go. Breach in real time, subtweeting the person who made this list. I'm not subtweeting right. anyone. I'm subtweeting you for not reading my list. You said it wasn't out yet. I, I already linked to it. It's literally in Slack. That's why I was confused when you said it. you hadn't done it yet. I printed this out a few weeks ago for another thing we were doing. <laughs> you, hadn't, you hadn't done it yet. No, I had not done it yet at that point. Uh, yeah. That is correct. All right, let's move on to Debo's Eagles. Oh, boy. Over under nine. Last year they went nine and eight. So they've they're better this this season. They're better right now than they were three or four months ago, Breach. I don't think there's any dispute about that. And when we're sort of uncertain about the the Cowboys, you mentioned even if they're the same, um, are they still three games better than the rest of the division? Well, let's see. Uh the Eagles added AJ Brown. Huge get. I think it was well worth the cost. Hassan Reddick, they they brought back uh formal t- former Temple standout. James Bradbury is a huge get in that secondary. Kazir White, Zach Paschal, the wide receiver. Um, didn't lose a whole lot. Alex Singleton, the linebacker. Steve Nelson, the former Steeler. Uh, he's now in Houston. Rodney McLeod, the safety. And Eric Wilson. So, let's take a look at the Eagles' schedule real quick. They are uh, plus 185, by the way. They went to the division. The Cowboys were plus 115. Um, I like this Eagles team. I like this schedule. I think it comes down to... Quarterback Jalen Hurts, you had 11 wins for the Cowboys. I had nine. Where are you at on the Eagles? So the Eagles, they went nine and eight last season. And I know I I totally agree with everyone saying that they improved. They are a much better team than they were last year, but much better than what? Because what do you mean than what? Than last year. Yeah. Well, guess what? You know what they did last year? They weren't, they didn't beat any good teams. They literally lost to every good team they played and they beat every bad team they played. So what does that tell you about them? So they're, I'm saying, what have they improved from? They improved from a team that could beat bad teams. Does that mean they can beat good teams now? Because I'm not sure. Um, you know, we saw them lose to the Raiders. We saw them lose to the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Cowboys. Uh, are and those they, bad teams? No, those are the teams they lost to. I'm oh. saying not beat good teams. You look at their nine wins. They beat the Commanders twice. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. Uh, they beat the Broncos pre-Russell Wilson, obviously. They beat the Detroit Lions. They beat the Carolina Panthers. They beat the Atlanta Falcons. I think the only team they beat that finished the year with a winning record was the New Orleans Saints. Um, so that's what I'm saying is that even though they're better, can they beat the good teams? Because they couldn't do that last year. All right, so what are you saying? I am saying that they're over under of nine. I have them going four and two in the division. So now they just need six wins, six wins to hit that over six and five in their other 11 games. And I think they can do that. I think they can beat the lions. I think they can beat the bears. I think they can beat Houston. I think they can beat Jacksonville. So that's four of their six wins. And I think they'll pull off uh, at least two more just the way their schedule set up. I think it, it sets up well for another successful year. It's, it's kind of like last season's where if they beat the bad teams, uh, they can get to the playoffs and can they beat a playoff team? I don't know, but th- I'd say 10 and seven. I hit the over. Oh, you give them 10. I'm giving them 10. 
So I was I, I, I was did, trying to downplay it. Like I don't play yeah. at all. And, and I wanted Debo to chime in. He didn't. He fought his all his urges. And uh, I'm going over. I think they get to 10 wins and make the playoffs. No, it's funny you say that because while you were sort of building up, I went to look to to check the the Cowboys schedule real quick from last year because you were panning the Eagles' inability to beat good teams. The Cowboys beat the Chargers and they beat the Patriots and they beat the Vikings. I don't know if the Vikings even finished with a winning record. I can't remember. Um, so those are their three wins. The, the Patriots game came in overtime in week six. It ain't exactly like they set the house on fire in terms of beating good teams. Um, well, they lost right. to, but let me well, just real quick. I mean, the Eagles lost twice by double digits by 20 or more points to the Cowboys. They lost by double digits. Yeah. They're resting the their starters. I mean, but I'm just saying that some these, ga- these games weren't close. The Cowboys were close. Fair enough. I think that Nick Sirianni got better as a coach as the season went on, and I think that they played that bomb Gardner Minshew in Week 18. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that game, like the Cowboys, were definitely better earlier in the year, but I think it would have been close late in the year. But there was no need for them to play. All that said, I, I, I I'm coming to the same conclusion as Breach. I have them winning 10 games, going 10 to seven. Um, I have them actually winning the division because I have the Cowboys at nine and eight. And spoiler alert, I don't have the other two teams winning oh that God. many games. Debo, in best case scenario, how many, legitimately, how many games do you think the Eagles can win? Uh, I think this team is is probably capped around eleven wins. Who eleven? Selling Breach talking about the Bengals. But that is factoring in the schedule. They've definitely improved. Wait, you're saying that's their ceiling? Like that's best case? Like they probably won't top that. Or is that your prediction? Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it it would be hard for me to envision them topping 11 wins, even with their improvements, unless, you know, these added pieces and just a year three development from Jalen Hurts that is is truly like a big leap that we've seen from other quarterbacks. That, I think, would would take them to the next level. I'm expecting Hurts to continue to improve, but I don't think he's going to be a top three quarterback in the league. By the way, 11 wins... That wins that division, right, Breach? What? 11 wins wins the division? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, the Cowboys won 12 last year, but it does feel like 11 would do it this year. Yeah, I think the toughest stretch for... I think so. The toughest stretch for for the Eagles is going to be um, weeks 11, 12, 13 at Indy, Green Bay, Tennessee. That's brutal. That is, but it's it's sort of uh, sandwiched between the, the Commanders and the Giants and then the Bears after that, so... You have some some cushion there. But, but the crazy thing about the Eagles, though, is they could start 6-0. It, it wouldn't be completely crazy with Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jacksonville. So that's four very winnable games. They'll probably be favored in three of them, probably four of them since the Vikings game's at home. Uh, the Cardinals in Arizona who won't have DeAndre Hopkins, and then you get the Cowboys at home going in before your week seven bye. I mean, there's no reason they can't win every single one of those games. And then you come out with the Steelers and the Texans. I mean, sweet mercy. And then the commanders, maybe they're 90 now. How uh how Settle concerned down. are you about Settle that? Down. How concerned are you about that Jaguars game, Debo, in terms of the Doug Peterson revenge game? We got Doug Revenge. We got two Carson revenge games. There's a lot of revenge on on You should play. welcome the Carson revenge games. <laughs> yeah, we would have had it regardless, uh, with a game at Indy, but it turns out it's it's two of them versus Washington. I'd be more concerned about the Doug Revenge game. Yeah, he'll, he'll dip into his bag of tricks. Week 10 is the second Eagles-Washington game. What's the over-under that Carson Wentz starts that game in Week 10? 
plus 120. <laughs> what are the odds he starts in week three? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a real question. I, I don't get it, but, uh, you know, I ain't, uh, ain't Ron Rivera. All right, Debo, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk with the other two teams in this division. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nice. All right. Coming out of the break, we're going to talk to the old Washington Commanders breach. Last year, they went 7-10. and 10. The over-under this year is 7.5. We noted some additions prior to the break. Carson Wentz being chief among them. They added Trey Turner, the guard. He played for Pittsburgh last year as well as Andrew Norwell and sort of a swap in jet with Jacksonville. They signed uh, Brandon Scherf down in Jacksonville. They also lost the Washington commanders to Ricky Seals Jones, quarterback Kyle Allen, Landon Collins is released, as was Eric Fla- Flowers. I don't think either of those players have signed just yet. Ron Rivera, Carson Wentz, is this team better than it was last year with Taylor Heineke? Uh, maybe if it is, it's like 1% better. They did draft Jahan Dotson, by the way, to add some wide receiving help for Carson Wentz, but go ahead. So here's the thing about the commanders that scares me. Uh, if you're trying to bet on their over or their under, if you bet the under, they start the season with Jacksonville and Detroit. So there is, no matter what you think of the commanders, there is a plausible, very plausible route that they end the first two weeks at two and zero. And at which point you have to pray mm. that they uh no, no. No, I'm not saying they're going to. It's the commanders. They could start 0-2. But just the way the schedule's set up, those are two very winnable games for the commanders. All three of those teams, Jacksonville's gonna think they can beat Washington, Washington's gonna think they beat Jacksonville, Detroit's gonna think they can beat Washington, Washington's gonna think they can beat Detroit. Like it's gonna go, those are games you want if you're those teams. You want those winnable games on the front end of the schedule. And then it, but if they did win them. Uh, all they have to do is go six and nine the rest of the season to hit their over. And so, but you know, you asked it to start this off. Are they a better team? I think they're the same team. I don't think Carson Wentz is a step up. And like I said, if it's anything, it's 1%. So I think they went step down. Why step isn't he down? a step yeah. Why isn't he a step down from Taylor Heineke? No, I don't disagree with that. I said, if it's, if it's a step up at all, it's maybe 1%. So I, I absolutely agree with you. And Wilson, I think this is the same team they were last year. And I think uh, if they went seven and ten last year, they're going to go seven and ten this year, and that's hitting the under. They're plus five hundred to win the division. That feels no. like just throwing money away. I have them going six and eleven breach. So, and um, I have them starting two and one. The loss to the Lions. They have them coming back and beating the Eagles. Sorry, D. All right, wait, wait. Let me ask you this then. They start two and one, and week eleven. Yeah, they have a streak of games that goes Texans. Falcons, Giants, bye week, Giants. 
they go three and one in that stretch and still finish six and eleven. So now you have them at five and two based on those seven games. There's only one more win on the schedule. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> and that comes week nine against Minnesota. Um, you could swap that out with the Bears. I just had I said the Bears. I didn't want to have the Bears losing to every single NFC East team. They certainly could do that. Um, but say they they beat the Bears and then they they lose to the Vikings. That's fine too. But I mean the Packers, the Colts, the Titans, and then after that stretch you just mentioned. 49ers, Browns, and Cowboys is how, how they end. And again, they don't have a quarterback. If they had a quarterback, this is a different conversation. If they had found a way to get Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson didn't have any off-field issues to speak of, I mean, this is a worst-case nine-win team. They have Carson Wentz, who was run out of Indianapolis, where Frank Reich wanted him on the team 12 months ago. And now Jim Irsay can't quit <laughs> subtweeting him to keep that theme going. Yeah, it is. And it's hilarious how much Jim Irsay dislikes Carson Wentz. I mean, maybe it's probably not hilarious to Carson Wentz, but the fact that an NFL owner has been so vocal about, yeah, we didn't want this guy at all. We were done. Bye. Well, somebody could, wanted him. He could not be more. Yeah. And he's, I'm sure Jim Irsay's thrilled they got anything. Jim Irsay was ready to give this guy away for free. And Washington call was like, no, we'll give you some draft picks. Uh, so it is interesting. Uh, but you know what? Carson Wentz. Back in the NFC East, the one place he had success, and I know we talk about uh, 2017, but he played nine career games against the Giants. He's seven and two against them, uh, and he also played plenty of games against the Cowboys, four and four. So he had a winning record against the Cowboys. Um, he knows both teams. He knows the division. Does that help him? Uh, Deba, let me ask you this. How concerned are you on a scale of 1 to 10 that Carson Wentz is now playing in the division against the Eagles twice a year? Four. Ooh. Sounds extremely high. I was, I was juggling numbers in, in my mouth right there. I, I, I maintain, and I said this like after the trade, I think there's you know two matchups this year. I think one against the Eagles. He is going to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, and I think the other no one way. he's going to throw for four picks. Okay, that sounds right. I think we're going to get, just in these matchups against the Eagles, I think Eagles fans, I don't know if it's going to be the home or away game. They're going to see like the, the top end Carson Wentz that we know is there and then the, the bottom end Carson Wentz that we definitely know is there. Yeah, maybe that's just an Eagle-centric yeah, thing. Yeah, that is. That's a Because I didn't see a lot of the top end Carson Wentz last year. Even in that game, that, that sort of rain bowl, that wind and rain bowl in San Francisco. I don't know. I just don't know if he's going to, Refined threw up prayers and, and yeah, Remember that, that's like Saturday game versus the Cardinals where he's going down and, and making some big throw there. No, it wasn't a, a ton of moments, but <laughs> we've, we've beaten this uh conversation to death where, you know, 49ers like he plays better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He looks better than Garoppolo for a lot of the weeks, but then it's just those, those final two weeks that are inexcusable. Including the loss to the Jaguars and week 18. Yes. That and the thing about Washington is that we talk about Carson Wentz and we talked about the over-under of when he might get pulled is that after those first two games that we talked about with Jackson Mill and Detroit, their next three are against three teams that made the playoffs last year. I think everyone thinks will be just as good in 2022. And that's the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Titans. So if you go one and one in those first two and then you lose those next three, you're one and four and people are going to want Carson Wentz. They're going to be calling for his head. They're going to say, put Taylor Heineke in there. Or Sam uh, Howell. Yeah, and then after that Titans game, 
uh, which is in week five. They have to play on a short week at Chicago. I think, Wilson, you were smart not to give them the Bears game because short week road games are tough. Uh, and then after that short week road game, they have to play the Packers and then the Colts. I mean, this team could start if they don't win those first two. Uh, maybe they're one and eight in their first nine games. I don't know. I don't remember the, the details of the trade. I don't know if there's a snaps count that needs to be reached for the Colts to get the remainder of the deal or if it's all settled. But I think this is going to be completely different than last year where the Colts had to come off that second round pick. Uh, to fill it because he played the whole time. I don't think he's going to play the whole time this year. What's, what's, the, your, what's your final record? I had him winning uh, six games, six and 11. And you had him okay. going seven and 10, seven, right? Yeah. Both under. Uh, yeah, both unders. All right, let's move to the New York Gents. New coach, new general manager, same quarterback, same running back. Um, they did add Tyrod Taylor, who could be, who could also get some playing time. Um, Mark Lewinsky to help that offensive line, which is is in need of help. Uh, we mentioned Ricky Seals Jones left Washington. He signed in New York. Uh, Matt Breda, which is a, a good pickup from Buffalo, didn't get a lot of run there last year, but has had flashes in his career. Rodney McLeod, we mentioned um, uh, Rodney McLeod. Where's he left? Did he sign with the Giants? I'm trying to think. I know he left left Philadelphia. I have to double check that. Uh, John Feliciano, they also signed, and then Max Garcia to offer some more offensive line help. They did lose James Bradbury. We talked about that already. Huge gift for the Eagles. Evan Ingram is now in Jacksonville. We see if he can finally sort of tap into all that crazy potential that never really showed itself in New York. Logan Ryan, uh, who was uh, a big part of their back end as a veteran for a few years. Kyle Rudolph was released. Dante Pettis is now um, in Chicago. So last year, this team went 4-13. and Joe Judge didn't work out. The latest on the Bill Belichick coaching tree to, to not exactly hit a grand slam. So he's back in New England. He could be calling offensive plays for my guy, Mac Jones. We'll see. Um, Brian Dable, is he the answer breach for Danny Dimes turning things around and having a Josh Allen-like resurgence? I am split on the Giants. So they're over under a seven, which I hate because I think they're going to go seven and ten, but you can't predict a push. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do here. But I do think Daniel Jones is going to be much better in 2022, which I know sounds ridiculous because clearly the Giants don't think that because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Uh, but you saw what Brian Dable did with Josh Allen. And no, Josh Allen and Daniel Jones are not the same quarterback. But they have a similar enough skill set that, that I think Brian Dable can make Daniel Jones a much better quarterback. And when you look at what the Giants did last season, and there were just so many games. I remember that Washington game. Thursday night, I think it was week two, that the Giants just blew. They absolutely should have won the game. And there's one of the games you blame on bad coaching. Then the next week, they lost by three points to the Falcons. And then one other game I explicitly remember them was they lost a crazy, crazy Monday night game to the Chiefs. Uh, I think they lost by three. And so you're talking about three games that they probably should have won. And I think if Brian Dable's their head coach, they'd probably win those. And those were all in the first nine weeks of the season. So instead of starting three and six like they did – they could have been six and three. Mm. And when you look at it that way, it just seems like after they started three and six, went to the bye, the wheels fell off the wagon. Everyone gave up. That's what that felt like, except for sorry, Debo, their only win after the bye was that crazy <laughs> one against the Eagles. I didn't want to bring that up. Uh, so yeah, they went one and seven after the bye. Yeah. So it, it just like, it seemed like they were so bad at the bye, the record that everyone just mailed it in for the rest of the, the season. And yeah, so, and yeah, good. No, I was going to say, including the last two games, they lost 29 to three to the freaking Bears and then 22 to seven to football team to end the season. I mean, 
if that's not our coach is getting fired type of football, I don't know what is. They scored 10 points or 13 points or less in every game after the bye, except for one. And that was against the Chargers who didn't play any defense. Sweet. And I, that was like a game where the Chargers were up huge and they probably just gave up in the fourth quarter and said, whatever, let's let them, let's, let's get them, they can get some pity touchdowns because we feel incredibly sorry for them. So four wins last year. How much, how many wins is Brian Dable worth? So, you know, some of these losses are big. James Bradbury, um, obviously they had to let him go. Salary crap. Like, I don't think they wanted to let him go and, and he's going to be tough to replace. I think they get the seven wins, and so I'm just trying to look at the schedule. I'm stalling so that I can decide if that means I want to take the over-under because the, the total is exactly seven. So I can't cop out and say, oh, I think it's going to be a push. But by saying the over, that means I think I can get to eight wins, and I'm not sure about that. That yeah, sounds like buddy. too many. Six sounds like, eh, I think they can do better than that. So if I had to bite my tongue and make a bet, I would probably take the over. I just don't see it. I'm going six and eleven. So I'll tell uh, you the wins, and you tell me if, if those are how how certain you are about those wins. So the Panthers win in week two. That feels relatively certain. Okay. Week four, they beat the Bears. You okay with that? Yeah. Week eight, they win at Seattle. That doesn't necessarily seem easy, easy but Seattle's not very good. Okay. Then they beat Houston coming out of the bye in week ten. I have him winning uh, against the football team, the Commanders, in Week 13, a home game for the Giants. At Minnesota, just to sort of rub salt in Kirk Cousins' wound in Week 16. And that's it. Now that's the six. other, That's six, right. That's all I have. So can they beat the Titans in Week 1? Eh. Cowboys, no. Can they beat Green Bay on the road in Week 5? In England. Okay. Does that make it better or worse? Better. Because <laughs> Green Bay also has to travel? Green Bay, it's it's just when you haven't played in England, you got to use those time zones. And then they followed up with the game against the Ravens. I don't think they're winning that game. Not winning that game, they could beat the Jaguars in Week Seven. I had the Jaguars pulling that one out just to. Okay, that's a coin flip game. So let's say you give them that, right? That puts them at seven. That puts them at seven. Um, and then the Lions. The Lions is another game I had Detroit winning. It's that's at home. Flip. That's in New York, so they can win that game. That's eight. Uh, Cowboys lost. Eagles lost. Commanders lost. And then I haven't beaten the Vikings, which is a toss-up game, so we'll make that seven and a half. And then the the Colts game, they're not going to do that. Yeah, and the Eagles at home uh, on the road, excuse me, to end it. That that and feels. What's, like what's what do I bring up every time we get to Week 18? Everyone sits down if you're. But the Eagles, well, I, I think that division is going to be close. The wild card spot by then, and and if they can't win the division, they say eh, we can't really improve anything. Let's bench everyone. All right, you're going over seven. Eight. And who, you think this team has eight wins in it? I am not. I, I think seven. But I don't know how to. I, I don't want to pick six. I don't want to pick eight because six seems too low and eighteen seems too high. Plus eight hundred to win the division. By the way, yeah, I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't bet that. Which seems too low. That's it for the uh, NFC East. Wait, win wait, so you, you have six and eleven, and I have seven and t- or seven and ten. Yeah, I have the Eagles winning the division with ten wins, followed by the Cowboys at nine and eight. Does nine and eight in the NFC get you into the playoffs? Breach did last year. So that's not terrible news for Mike McCarthy. I don't know if that's enough for Jerry Jones to be happy, but whatever. And then have the Giants and Washington both finishing at 6-11. and 11. That's crazy because I have them also tying. So I had Cowboys winning the division 11-6, the Eagles finishing 10-7, and seven, uh, second place, and the Commanders and Giants tying at 7-10. and 10. 
And the Giants, as we talked about, travel more than any other team in that division. And so, so that is interesting because they usually don't have a ton of travel miles. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Uh, obviously, the trip to London. And one notable thing about the trip to London is that they decided not to take the bye week afterward. So it's like the NFL. What do you mean? Do you have that? You have that, you have that option as the NFL team? Yeah. Huh. So because well, it, it came up because some teams were taking the trip to London in week four. I think the Vikings and who are the Vikings playing in London? I don't know. Um, Tottenham Hotspur. I have no idea. They're playing the Saints. So Vikings Saints. So they're playing week four, and if you know someone, you don't want to have to automatically take a week five by that that early. And so teams were being frustrated with that. And I think the Ravens were the first team ever a few years ago to say, yeah, we don't want that early by. Yeah. We'll play the next week. And so where that hurts the Giants is that they have to play in London against the Packers. That's a tough game. Then they have to fly home and play the Ravens at home, which might as well be a road game in a sense. They're going to be tired. You're, you're trying to adjust to this gigantic time difference. Uh, so you have to play that week, so no buy. And then you have to play two road games, one of which is in the Pacific time zone. So they're just sending the the Giants, the NFL is sending them all over the world. October 9th, they're playing in London. Uh, October 30th, they're playing nine time zones away in Seattle. So uh, that's that's a very rough portion of their schedule. And then when's their bye week? It is after that Seattle game. So week nine. So they move their, they move their bye week back a uh, month. I get it. I understand it. it. It just, I wonder if it'll be worth it. Like, would it make more sense just to take the bye after, before that Ravens game? Well, fine. I mean, you know what? Maybe I'll do this week. I will look up the teams that refuse to take the bye and see how they did the following week. All right. It's, it's, only been like three or four. it's not a big number. All right. That's it for the NFC East. We'll be back uh, soon to talk more divisions, more win totals, and hopefully John breaches, uh, Sync will be unclogged by then. All right. See y'all. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.